Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm recording this episode from underneath a comforter. I'm trying to get rid of the echo, and I really hope it's working, so I hope you have that visual in your head right now. I'm also in the middle of packing my suitcase. That's right, I'm on the move again back to the U.S. for a week and a half for a bachelorette party. And we're going to be in Lake Tahoe, and I've never been before, so I'm very excited for this weekend. I'll also be able to see my dog in Denver and spend time with him before I fly back, which will be so great. I'm sure everyone who has a pet will understand how much I miss him. I haven't seen him in about five months. I miss his little cute face and his cuddles, and that's especially what I'm grateful for this week. The opportunity to reconnect with very close friends that I left when I made the big move and quality time with my dog, Dax. And we're straight into it today. Today's topic is about how to manage your mindset and manifestation journey when you're stressed. So why are we talking about this today? Because I've been very stressed for the last few weeks, and I felt like I'm losing it a little bit. And I think it's important to be transparent about that with you because it's authentic. Like, that's what's going on with me right now. My vibe and my energy are just off. And you know what? It's okay. It happens. Remember the universal law of rhythm from last week? Everything in our lives ebb and flow, and the storm eventually clears. And that's what I keep telling myself. The storm will clear and everything will settle, and I just need to get through this period of stress and anxiety, and then it will be okay. So why am I so stressed? I'm unemployed right now. I left my job in the U.S., as many of you know, and I wasn't feeling like I wanted to re-enter the corporate world, but the reality of the situation is that I need to at least temporarily, while I regain financial stability. We all have financial commitments, and you can't write out your savings forever, so that's definitely a stressor. I've said it to you before, I know the corporate world isn't for me long-term. However, I'm lacking a few things in my life right now that I do need more immediately. Those things are structure and routine, a social network, and a regular income. I'm going to talk about each of those in a little bit more depth because I think it's a good example of how I've reflected and identified what's going to serve me best in this moment. Let's start with the routine. I'm someone who just functions better with a routine. I like to have my day structured and to know what I'm doing and where I'm going. I don't like all these open-ended days and weeks with hours and hours to fill with no commitments at all. 
I'm just not about that life. And some people love that. And that's the true meaning of freedom for them. And that's great. But for me, it leaves me with a sense of anxiety and like I'm not spending my time intentionally with purpose. And based on my human design as a projector, I know that I need to wait to be invited. But I also know that I'm not supposed to just do nothing while I'm waiting. I need to look inward, focus on myself, and get my own core needs met. And getting some structure back into my day is important for me. Being a projector also means that I can't overdo it. So while I do feel more comfortable with structure, I need a routine that has inbuilt flexibility so I can honor my body and my mind, tune into what I'm feeling, and not overdo it. That's really important for a projector to avoid burnout because we don't create energy ourselves. Next, the need for a social network. I haven't lived in Australia for over a decade. And while I do have a handful of really special friends here that I've stayed connected to over the years, I need to branch out and meet new people. Most of my friends here are in a very different life stage to me. They're married with partners and have kids, And while I love spending time with them, our priorities and commitments are just very different. And that's okay. That will happen as you choose a different life path to the people in your life or have different life circumstances. But I think it's important to also spend time with people who are in a similar life stage to you and who have similar priorities. The reality is I don't have a life partner and I don't have kids. And at this moment, I'm committed to rebuilding my life in Australia, meeting new people, optimizing my health, spending time with my family, and I'm deeply committed to up-leveling spiritually with my own law of attraction work in this podcast. And that looks a lot different to the priorities of some of my oldest and closest friends here, so there's a little bit of a misalignment. And I think a lot of people resist and fight against this natural evolution, desperately clinging to an outdated image of someone that is no longer reflective of their true self. Those friends I knew intimately over a decade ago have grown and changed, and who I knew is not an accurate representation of who they are today. And that's life. So that's why it's important to me to find some new friends who have similar interests and want to do similar activities and are in a similar life stage to me. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to go and hang out with my married friends. That's not it at all. I love them and still intentionally commit to spending time with them and celebrating their life milestones. It's just that I also need friends who don't have partners and who don't have kids. I need friends who can spend a few days camping and hiking off the grid. And friends that are free to go on weekend adventures and join me on retreat and have impromptu movie nights. And to do those type of activities that someone with a family just can't drop everything to do. And the last thing I need right now is a stable income. While I have plans to monetize my passion for the law of attraction and spirituality and have been seeing some money come in here and there, it's not enough to support me full-time yet. And until I get to the point where it can support me full-time and provide financially for the life I want, I need to find something temporary that I enjoy to get me through this period. I know that working a 9-to-5 isn't for me long-term. And it's not only because I know it's not what I want for my life, but it's also part of my human design. I have an open sacral center, which means I cannot maintain high levels of energy for prolonged periods of time without burning out. So I need to be sure that whatever employment I do find 
has flexibility built in to allow time to recharge and maintain a good work-life balance. As a projector, I also need to intentionally go into this next job with the notion that it's going to pay the bills until an opportunity more in alignment presents itself. And I need to give myself grace and space to acknowledge that while it's not my dream to be back at a desk job, it will give me the space, time, and support I need to figure out my next move. I want to circle back to the stress component because that's the focus for today. The stress was coming from a place of knowing that I don't want to be working a nine to five and then re-engaging and actively seeking that environment anyway. There was a lot of internal tension and conflict happening. I was torn for so long and caught in this weird place where I know it's not for me, but I also didn't know how I was going to support myself in the meantime. I was trying to force this other alternative for income and it wasn't coming naturally and we know we don't see good things manifest when they come from the energy of force. So I eventually realized I have to find something temporary to take the pressure off. The pressure is the root cause of the stress. And I'm doing it to myself. And then I was getting into this whole cycle of thinking, I'm so stressed and I know my vibration must be so low right now. And that means I'm not a vibrational match to the things I desire. And that was adding more stress thinking about the impact of the stress on manifestation. And then I was thinking about my health, which has been improving dramatically, especially as I'm still actively recovering from the mold exposure. And I suddenly thought, oh no, the stress is probably also increasing my inflammation and making healing harder. And it was just a giant spiral of stress and anxiety. And that's when I decided to take a beat. I had to calm the fuck down and start to actually figure out how to deal with the root cause, how to take the pressure off right now. And that's why I chose to just start applying and interviewing. So not only did I deal with that component of the stress, but I also realized I had more to clean up mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We are halfway through now, and I want to pause here for a brief moment and ask you to take the next 30 seconds to help me out. While we're awaiting a sponsor, I'm taking the opportunity to promote our podcast even more. This podcast grows most rapidly through the number of reviews on Apple Podcasts and the number of star ratings on Spotify. I'd like to ask you, yes, you, to take a moment and rate, review, and of course, subscribe. You can leave a rating and review on Apple by scrolling down to the bottom of the show page. On Spotify, you can leave a star rating at the top of the show page under the show description. I'm giving you 10 more seconds to help me out, and then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so much. It helps me more than you know. And we're back. Why do I hold this limiting belief that I can't manifest things when I'm not in a perfect state of mind? I'm using quotation marks there. I know you can't see me, but by perfect, I mean high vibrational state of being. We already know from the Abraham Hicks emotional scale that we just need to be at a place of contentment or higher 51% of the time to see alignment. 51% of the time is still the majority. Why did I think a couple of weeks of low vibrational frequency was going to mean I suddenly started attracting disaster scenarios into my life? Why did I think that because I was feeling down, I was automatically blocked from attracting good things into my life? 
why do I feel like I'm not worthy in all phases of life during the ups and the downs? Let's start with that worthiness piece. Your worthiness is not determined by external factors like achievements, possessions, or circumstances. Have you ever actually taken a moment to think about the meaning of worthiness? Take a second right now and think about it. What does it mean to be worthy? How do you measure worthiness? So what did you come up with? How do you measure worthiness? You're probably noticing that you can't. It's because the concept of worthiness is literally made up. Do you wake up and think, well, I work hard and I volunteer on the weekends and I give back to my family, so I'm worthy now? No, you don't. So how do we decide we're worthy? What does it mean to be worthy or unworthy? Who decides that one person is worthy and the other is not? That's the problem with that word. It has a life of its own in the manifestation and spirituality space because people feel like they're not already worthy or that they can be more or less worthy. You have inherent value as a human being simply by existing. Being alive means having the right to the full human experience, including experiencing love, joy, abundance, and all the good things life has to offer, regardless of your current situation. Worthiness is not conditional. It does not fluctuate based on factors or outcomes. Whether you're experiencing ups or downs, your inherent worth or value as a human being remains consistent. It's not something that can be gained or lost. It is already within you, unchanging and unwavering. Now let's talk about this other piece. Why do we think we can't manifest, match, and align with our desires when we're having a tough day or week or month? Who told us that? Where did that come from? We learned last week that there are natural cycles in our life. That's a universal law. If you missed that episode, jump back and catch up. Everything comes and goes in seasons. Also, our vibrational state of being doesn't just plummet when we experience hard times or stressors. All the work you've done on your identity and mindset and all the growth you've experienced is not just erased by a bad day or a week. All of that intention and energy and effort creates a momentum of positivity that continues to influence your life and shapes your future self. Your manifestations are not solely dependent on external circumstances or a specific mindset. They're an expression of your desires and intentions, and that comes from a deeper place within you, a place that's aligned with your higher self. Even during challenging months, your core authentic self remains intact. That part of you, the part connected to the universe, is not easily swayed or invalidated by temporary setbacks. We also know that manifestation is all about divine timing. Remember, the universe has the master plan, the map of your life, and we can never see the whole picture. Sometimes the universe orchestrates circumstances and events in a way that allows for perfect timing of your desires to manifest. The timing is not influenced by a single bad day or week. Trust that your manifestations are on the way and unfolding according to the divine plan. During those times of stress, anxiety, hardship, it is more important than ever to practice self-compassion and acceptance. 
recognize that it's okay to have off days or face obstacles. Your manifestations are not contingent on your ability to be in a perfect state at all times. That's impossible to do. You're here on earth to have the full human experience and feel it all. Allow yourself to experience and process emotions without judgment or self-blame. Trust that your desires are still valid and that your manifestation journey won't be derailed by these temporary periods where you aren't feeling your best self. So what do I want you to work on this week? I want you to reflect and think about whether you need to work through some of these limiting beliefs we talked about today. Do you think manifestation is conditional? Do you think you need to be at a high vibrational frequency all the time to attract your desires? Do you have some work to do around the concept of worthiness? Do you feel like you're less likely to attract good things into your life in times of high anxiety or stress or hardship? I would suggest if one or two of these are relevant to you, take some time to journal on them. See what comes up and try to be curious instead of judgmental. Think about where that belief came from. Note down the actual factual evidence you have to support that limiting belief. Do you have any? What about evidence to dispel that belief? Are there times you've seen something manifest when you haven't been feeling your best self? And then think about how you can clear that belief. You might explore meditation, EFT tapping, hypnosis, or even therapy. Lean into whatever works for you because this work will help you up-level. And I've done it myself and I know it's worth the effort, intention, and energy commitment. And then give yourself some grace if this is something you've already worked through in the past but you're feeling it come up again. Something triggered that in me even though I've done some work already and it's just an indicator that there might be a little bit lingering and a bit more to clear. Think about it like renovating a house. Once you start doing the work, you uncover more things beneath the surface and dust gets kicked up, but the end state, the house fully renovated, it's all worth it. Okay, friends, we talked a bit about human design today, and if you were lost during those pots, I'd like you to go back and listen to the March 16th episode called Decoding Human Design with Madeline Evergreen. She was a guest on the show, and she talked to us all about the foundation of human design. She read my chart live, so go and catch up. If you haven't downloaded your human design chart yet, the link is in the show notes of that episode for you, too. We'll be covering human design in more detail soon, but that episode is a good starting place for you all. If you want to join our community of amazing wellness witches, please hop over to Instagram and give us a follow at HealYourselfWithLOA. That's heal yourself with L-O-A, L-O-A as in the law of attraction. All other social links and contact details are in the show notes for you if you need them. That's all for today, which is peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.